lucky game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to Penn's Corner Podcast. I am Tommy Kulikowski, alongside my co-host and brother, Dale Kulikowski. We are touching on everything Wilkes-Barre's current Penguins, and what the hell is going on right now? Um, everything transfer deadline, everything injury, um, even kind of the situation going on within the team. Uh, we haven't had a podcast in a while, and we've taken a major dive since then. So we're touching on all the topics. Going to make this a quick, easy episode, uh, try and kind of take care of all your questions because a lot of you guys have been DMing us lately. Um, so here we go. What do you want to rip into right off the bat? Probably injuries in Wilkes-Barre and the current state of the team. The current state of the team is that we have a lot of people missing from it. And we have, I mean, Pullen, who's still just not in the team yet. He's not ready to come back. We still have no idea why or when he's expected back. Uh, then there's Ty Smith, who has no timetable to be back after taking a puck to the face. Twice, actually. And then there's Gruden, who has an upper body injury, who has no timetable after taking a giant hit. So, personally, I feel like those those are two concussion protocols. Well, will it, too? Uh, I'm, oh, I'm going to get to that. I was yeah. just talking about them because it's the same, same thing. I think that there's... I think that that's concussion stuff, and I think that that's why there is no time. There is no timeline. Like, there's no way you can kind of... You can't really be like, oh, yeah... Like he'll be, he'll be recovered in two weeks from a concussion and then he's out for a month and you're like, oh, well, he's not ready yet. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good, I think that's something that we should look for. I mean, there's Willett who is, he's out for the season with, uh, he had successful ankle surgery. Thank God for that. He's yeah. going to be huge next year. I don't think he signed for next year. I think he's a one year. Well, that was upsetting. Um, Great to have him while we did. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw him uh, two weeks ago. I saw him. He was, he was on one of those like little like um, scooter things. He had his leg on a scooter thing, so I'm thinking it was thinking something probably broke something, has to completely rest it. It's mm-hmm. just more like worse than crutches. So well, I tell you what, it says a lot about him uh, to come into a new team, be the player he was, the leader he was, to get injured, need surgery, but still be there supporting a team, full well knowing he probably won't be there next season. Um, I respect that a lot. Well, yeah, he, I do. He's been nothing but respectable, and I wish him all the best should this be it he, for him. He, he would be in Pittsburgh if it wasn't for that injury. Yeah. So, which are there, what other injuries are there? Lindbergh. Lindbergh is, uh, I think he's, I think they said he's day to day. Mr. Liability. It's like every, every two games or so. Yeah. No, Lindbergh again, he hasn't been able to stay fit. He, I think that's, that's a big reason that he is, he's playing the way he is right now. I think that's like, cause when he comes on, he just doesn't look like he's a hundred percent ever. No. No, he never looked like he's 100%. He did in the beginning of the season, and I think it was because he was injured all last season. He had a motive. He was all excited. He was tuned up. He was in shape. He came, and we were like, whoa, there's Philip Lindbergh. And then the injury started rolling in. The lacking confidence started rolling in. And now I wouldn't even probably have him as like a a second option for our goalkeeping. Um, no. Tick is definitely number one, and Gautier has been amazing. But that's also because Gautier was able to stay healthy. So... Well, Gatti is able to stay healthy, but I also think pound for pound right now, he's a better goalie. Oh, I mean, for sure. He's definitely a better goalie pound for pound. Like, I mean, he still has a lot to learn. Lindbergh might make some more jaw drop. Lindbergh could have a better game, but Gatti is, I'd rather a goalkeeper who makes 28 out of 30 saves than, than, uh, than Lindbergh when he makes some stupid decisions. Well, that's easy goals. And when Gautier is a lot more reliable and so much more consistent. Yeah, Gatti is also, he's so much better at reading the game. His distribution is better. 
Lindbergh's yeah. got that half second right now that's making him a little scary to watch in goal. Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of Wooks Bear, that's really where we're at. Uh, the boys just aren't looking good. Not completely confident, honestly. Um, they got rattled. And unfortunately, I think they're too young to kick it. And right now it's put us in a really tough position. Uh, eighth into the division, we've got a way to climb back if we want to beat out. Um, especially with other teams in the division right above us getting some reinforcements from the NHL due to deadlines, etc. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see how the boys kind of see the rest of the season out. You made a great point in the last podcast, which was like, I think a month and a half ago you made this point, is that it was like we'd reached the point where we're in our normal slump stage. And we were talking about whether or not we were going to kick it. And we were hopeful, obviously, that we were going to kick it because every season we seem to go on this amazing run towards the end, right? And we had that amazing game against Hershey at home. We grinded it out. And we were like, that is going to be the result that turns this season upside down. And ever since then, it just hasn't been convincing. Uh, just too many blowouts. Honestly, defensively, we're kind of a liability, even though the younger guys are stepping up as individuals. Uh, the younger so, guys are our best defenders. Yeah. Our and, veterans aren't the ones. Are the veter- Our veterans are the ones who I'm concerned about. Yeah, Rinky, concerned about him. Fadoon, I mean. Fadoon, he's El Capitano, respect the hell out of that, but he is not happy with the season. There's no way he's happy with how he's playing. I mean, we've said it, we've said it for a while now. we said that Fadoon just didn't look it this season, mm-hmm. and he was injured last year. With a with the thing, it was an ankle, right? It was his no, ankle. No, I think he he tore something in his groin. He no, I don't. What? Yeah, he, oh, he had a major oh. injury because he was supposed to come back. Yeah. the game after we got kicked out of playoffs. Yeah, he was going to be back for the Springfield series because he traveled with them. He was ready, um, but that messed him up because he played in that Springfield game. He scored the OT winner, remember? And then after that, he was out indefinitely until playoffs. Because I yeah, you think you're right on that, but then there was. Um, but then we played Belleville, which remember last year he scored that beautiful overtime winner. You just stopped, you just talked of no one knew where the puck was, right? Yeah. So you're talking played, about Belleville this season, this game. Oh, I'm talking happened. about Belleville a few like, days. Saturday, the okay. military appreciation okay. night, which those jerseys were beautiful, but they were not a thousand dollar beautiful. Honestly, total sleepers. Uh, when we first saw them, we were like, eh, a little unconvincing. I didn't I, like tuxes, but no. I liked the teams. Yeah. Once you saw it on the boys, that, Digital patterns cool. Well, they the finally cool. matched socks. It only took them two and a half years to finally figure out, oh, we have to match the socks to the jerseys. Thank God. But we'll get to that later. Um, no, I mean, Fadoon's on the ice. I think it was Fadoon, Svekoski, and maybe Kajula. I don't remember who else was on there, but I know I was looking, I was sitting there, and I went, oh boy, I don't like this. And the guy in front of me is like, no, 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 no. Like, don't worry. Like, Svekoski's really good in overtime. And I was like, I trust him. I trust the other guy on the ice. I don't trust Fadoon. And the pass got played up. Belleville's, I don't remember, but I know Lucini. That, that might be oh. a name you remember. Oh. Lucini played a pass to him. My son, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> God, I, hate, I hate Lucini, but he played the pass up to the Belleville guy. Got a stick on it. All he did was just keep it away from Fadoon. Fadoon didn't put a body. He literally just put a stick there and tried sprinting back as fast as he can. Didn't try hitting his stick. Didn't try doing anything. Didn't even get in the way of. The, didn't even get in the way. And I get he's not the fastest guy ever, but he could have given more for it. I mean, you see players nowadays giving their whole body for the puck, but yeah. he just let him go in and Gautier. It was a great shot. I mean, it was insane. Gautier probably could have done better. It 
probably could have done better six out of ten times, but this was one of the times he didn't, and it's not on him. And you expect more out of a captain. I expect more out of the captain than anyone on the team, and I think, I honestly think, I was very upset with the way he played that. I even texted you, because you weren't at the game, I said, Fadoon's having a bad game. Someone I do want to point out, though, was Jackson Ivney. I think if you want to make a point about youngsters... Uh, include Maniscalco in oh whatever God. you're going to say because he's been phenomenal. Maniscalco absolutely deserves to be in Wilkes-Bear. Oh, yeah. Maniscalco deserves to be in Wilkes-Bear. I like him. He's, I, Maniscal- he, he's sick. I, I had iffy feelings about him because he was weird and he didn't get a lot of reps. And I think only getting one rep at a time every once in a while really hurts you because fans create an impression about you based on single games, then you're gone. Single game, mm-hmm. you're gone. Now that he's playing consistently, like, shit, this guy's good. He's gritty, tough. Continue your point, but I... I really, really like him. No, Maniscalco is, he's hes good. Maniscalco is a very, very good player. And I appreciate him because he's one of those players that I was talking about. He's gritty. Mm-hmm. He's not a big boy. I, I don't no. know what his stats are, but he's, he goes, he goes, he hits, and then he comes back. He's he on- does his defensive duties, and then he attacks. He attacks on the left wing, but he's a right defender. But then he'll go be a left defender, then he'll attack on the right wing, and then he'll play center. He screens the goalie. What other defender do you know can successfully screen the goalie like that? I just, uh, you're normally drawn towards defenders that are able to attack and attack with pace and skill and like have some sort of control in like the offensive zone. I know Joseph was your man. Do you get hints of like Joseph's playing style in Maniscalco? Because very, he, very they, different players, I think. They, I, but they, they attack. Maniscalco sometimes is listed as a forward or a winger. Because I, he that's has actually that ability. What, that's what I'm going to go. With, that's what I'm going to go and say. I, I was going to say Maniscalco is more of an attack-minded defenseman. So he's Joseph. Joseph, I just I don't know why I was just drawn to him. Maniscalco, I'm really growing a liking to because he's just he's an he's an electric player. I think I think for me when I watch him, he's very like Joseph was electric. But. The reason I started liking most is because I saw his first goal. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, nice, blah, 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 blah. You start liking a player off of that. Maniscalco, I haven't seen him score a goal. I've just seen him be electric, and I think that that's, I think his, he's a little bit different than Joseph, but he attacks more than Joseph. Mm-hmm. Next year, if he's still on the team, I don't know what his contract is. If he's still on the team, I'd like to see his defensive side more, though. He's hybrid. I like hybrid. You don't see that often in Wilkes-Barre. It's cool. No, you don't see you don't see quality players at the moment. That's for sure, though. That's uh, that's the sh- only. I wish I wish you saw the game on Saturday because the only really there there wasn't quality. It wasn't. I mean, it's not every day that you have eight thousand people in an arena, just and everyone was electric. Everyone was doing the let's go Pens chants and everything. Everyone was chirping. But what do the boys do? There wasn't one. There wasn't a scrum. There wasn't a fight. There wasn't any. There, they played with they played without dignity. It seemed the only players, players like there were five or six maybe. I'm not gonna. I mean Tyler Secura, Sam Hood looked like he wasn't even there. Hood was literally skating around like he wasn't there. Tyler Secura was insane, winning every faceoff, trying to spark the boys. Sick, he's been crazy lately. Yeah. Anson's was good. Anson's was good. Sykoski, I don't know where that little boy came out of, but the whole the whole like his luscious hair came out of too. Oh, I want it. I'd pay money to have hair like that. He's been good ever since that big goal in Hershey away. Mm-hmm. And then Jack St. Ivany was good. Maniscalco was good. Gaultier was huge. Lazat was good. But how many? I just named seven players, I think. Seven or eight. Six, seven, eight. One of them. There's not that. That's about it. 
Kajula, Kajula was silky. But as soon as he did the puck, Nylander, as soon as Nylander was good, I, I'll take that back. Nylander actually showed a lot of care. But then Pusinen, I, I, I don't, I don't want to say this because he did get a point. Pusinen, he just got outplayed. It's not that he didn't try; he got outplayed, and that's going to happen. That's going to happen when you have teams that know him and know everyone on the For team. For sure, and that's when other people have to stand up and clearly, like they didn't based on what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So that's when you, things get uncomfortable. Yeah. That's when you start to really pick up on those things because let's say Pusty isn't producing, right? But then his line mates are. You almost forget that Pusty's not producing because the line is still functional. Our issue right now is we have one player on pretty much each line that we expect everything out of because we have so many players that aren't producing. So it's so easy to be critical of players who have been great for us. Pusty, Kajula, Nylander. When in reality, they're just carrying such a load right now it's insane. I mean, mm-hmm. you remove a Kajula has been a good like reference point in terms of whether or not we're going to have a good game or not. If he shows up, it's like, okay, maybe our attack will be on. He'll be hot enough to spark something. If he's off, I don't expect anything from anybody. He's like a, a perfect gauge because right now he is our little workhorse. Um, he's been the guy who's got our offense going even when we had nothing. And then Nylander has been massive in terms of production. So it's just that it's sad to place so much weight on these guys and be critical, but it's so easy in times like these because the team is just not functioning at all. It's embarrassing that so many people are doing so little at the moment. Um, what, I find, what I find crazy is that in the first period of this game, we played really, really well. We had 40 shots. I'm pretty sure we had 40 shots. I think... Belleville's goalie stood on his head, and their shot-blocking ability is incredible. But a lot of our shots are pointless. That's what I've noticed that. A lot of our shots are just lazy, or like from the point, or try, and getting, try to get a flexion. And then some of our shots are these incredibly worked passes that we just, that they don't tap in. There's literal tap-ins that players are missing to the side. How do you miss the net if you're two feet away from it? It's harder to miss the net. I mean, and that game against Bridgeport, that was the one that caught my eye at home. Dude, we put at least, this is no exaggeration, at least 20 shots wide. If you put those shots on target, at least like they're in the mixer. Maybe you get a deflection on them. They'll create some sort of offense. Everything off the boards, high off the boards. Like what are they doing? These are professional hockey players. At least put it on target. Put it close to target. No, it was it was dumb. It, it yeah. it's been dumb. Like, and I don't know what I don't know what the boys are doing to improve it. And that's as a fan, that's the most frustrating part when you don't know what someone's doing to improve you. Yeah. Like you said you had that comment where you said that we that people had to stop like stop complaining about the team and just let us get players back. Well, we're not going to we don't get players back. No. Captain Kapanen was, yeah. was our player back, and he's gone. He got signed to the St. Louis Blues, which we'll get into. But we're not going to get players back. We're not getting no. Nussie back. We're not getting Friedman. We're not going to get Ty Smith. We're pro- we probably won't get Gruden, at least for another month. And by then, I think our season ends, what, mid-April? Yeah, that's that's the concerning thing. And that's a really good tangent because I was just going to... We were talking about the high-production players, but I wanted you to kind of explain what you were talking to me about today. Um with, I mean, a really decent probability that we're going to lose at least two like real hitters here shortly um, because there's so much available cap space in Pittsburgh because of the Kapanen thing. 
So Kapanen was 3.25 million, I think it was. Mm-hmm. I think Kapanen was three. He was he, around there. And I think that three and a quarter or three and a half. It was somewhere it was, in that range. Yeah. It's somewhere just above three, which I mean, to us, that's a lot of money, but to them, it's probably like, <laughs> eh, eh, just add it on. It's that's, that's what gets taken away in taxes, you know? Yeah. But to us, like 250,000, that's like, Jesus, I, that's, that, that's repulsive amounts of money. That's like buying a bubble hockey game. I don't know. <laughs> it's like buying a bubble hockey game and an air hockey game. That's like. But regardless, sorry, but Kapanen's gone. And after the trade deadline, that's when the players, like, that's when the whole, like, like, oh, you can only have a roster limit. Sorry. That's the roster limit. That's when that goes away. So they could realistically, I don't know what the contracts are. I mean, they could probably pull Poussin and Nylander up and they'd still be in cap space, but that's just. That's probably where we're going. We're probably going to be a wheeling filled team of misfits that have no grit. And that's like, and that's something that we have to change. Yeah. I think uh, what a lot of fans were hoping for and what a lot of people have been messaging us about is like, uh, like when is O'Connor coming back or, you know, when, when is Friedman coming back? He's not. The, The reality is. Friedman has to make it through waivers. If he's going to come back, he's not going to make it through waivers. He'll get picked up in a heartbeat because he's a phenomenal defender. Pittsburgh knows that, so they're going to hold him. OC, we were hopeful he was going to come back maybe as a result of the deadline. Now they've dropped Kapanen. They have the available space they need. OC is up there. He's gone. I doubt OC will ever play in wilkes again, uh, quite honestly. Rightfully so. And rightfully so. Mad respect to him. Still a little bit of a shot given how many people were out right now and the losses we've taken so far this season uh, in terms of like key personnel. Um, so there was always that hope. When is OC coming back? When is this team going to transform a little bit as a result of, you know, his offense generation? You know, he's phenomenal. Great attacking player. Nine points in his last two games for us before they pulled him. Um, it's just not going to happen. And that is the sad reality right now. Um C's gone. Friedman's gone. Quite honestly, I would be shocked if there was not a deal happening behind the scenes right now that included some more key players of ours um, in terms of like trading. So I, I think we're going to lose some more people here in the coming days. I think Pittsburgh are going to try and free up a little more space. And I'm also not reassured by that um, that PTO today. Do you remember his name? I do not remember his name. I'll look it up. Um, if you didn't see this, Wilkes-Barre called up a defender today on a PTO for really no reason at all. We, I don't even think he's a wheeling boy, is he? No. He's not a wheeling. Where does he play? Do you, did you read the article? No. But I, I, he's, a, he's like, a, he's like a, an AHL regular. I don't know why okay. he's on a PTO. I just saw um, the news. But is Andrew that Nielsen. Cons- isn't that concerning given that we just dropped a bunch of guys back down to wheeling in defensive positions? Like, doesn't that really raise a red flag in terms of the Kapanen deal just going through, the deadline being midweek. Um, it just, it kind of feels like it's number one, a shot to the guys you just dropped in wheeling that have been putting in performances. But number two, you kind of get the sense that we're losing defenders. And now that guy could realistically be someone who fills in wheeling or someone who fills in Wilkes-Barre, you know? So the player we just signed, I'm reading the article now because I was at work when this, and I forgot this happened, but He's playing for the ECHL's Utah Grizzlies with 32 assists and 42 points. Do you think that is to give us someone at the blue line that can shoot the puck? Because we don't have that right now. 
I mean, yeah, that's pretty good point production. I wish I would have seen that. Um, still concerning, but it, it's given the it, circumstance. But it, he could generate some form of offense for us, and we need a defender who can shoot from the blue line with any sort of accuracy. And it seems like he's got that. He has 249 games of AHL experience with the Toronto Marlies, Stockton Heat, Hershey Bears, oh, Tucson Roadrunners, and the San Diego. Who Dale? Who Dale? San Diego goals. Who who's who Dale? San Diego goals. I'll tell you what. I you like, can hear me. I know you can. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I like the fact that he uh, was at Stockton, though. I like the fact that he's a Hershey. I like the fact that he's at the Marlies. He, are, he actually raised a call to cup with the Marlies. Oh boy. So he he's a good defender then. So I'm sure that he he's a good defender, but he's just in a, like a rough patch. So we'll see. I mean, I'm cool with that. Lazat's been one of our best defenders in the second half of the season. You came out of a rough patch, so fingers crossed. I think it's a little late in the season to start introducing players to the system, but quite honestly, what the hell do we have to lose at this point, you know? No, I don't think so. I mean, we tr- if, if there was a trade, then again. I mean, we're at the all-is-lost moment of the film anyway, so. Uh, our head coach our head coach was, was in Belleville not too long ago, so. I mean, not our head coach, uh, our, our uh or GM. So does that mean something? Does that mean nothing? Does that mean everything? We don't know. We don't know. We we'll see right now. Obviously this is all speculation, but we will know shortly. Um, oh yeah. Very soon. What is it? Wednesday, Thursday. Do you know when the deadline is? I, is it next week or this week? I think it's this week. I don't know. I'd have to look. I don't, I actually don't even know. But so leading up to the classic then this week, uh, this weekend, super excited. A doubleheader in Cleveland, first of which is the Outdoor Classic. What are your thoughts going into that Cleveland game? Given the performances you're seeing, knowing where our team is at, knowing the personnel we have injured, realistically, what's going to come in this Classic? Because Cleveland kind of suck. But now, we kind of suck. Billy Sweezy's going to get checked into the boards. You think they play up to the occasion? Billy Sweezy gets checked into the boards. I don't want anything else. If, if If we lose that game, 25 to one and Billy Sweezy is pointless and he has a negative one and he gets checked into the boards, not boarding. I don't want him to get hurt. Should we put a hundred dollar bounty on his head? Slap shot style. <laughs> I don't think we should mention that. on. Yeah, that no, no. Uh, <laughs> but I would like to say that Billy Sweezy, right? People support Billy Sweezy and Wilkes-Barre still. I don't know why. I, I don't know why if you're listening to this. It doesn't make a lot of sense. You can you can text me on Instagram and explain yourself to me. I will listen, but I, I just don't get it. But then but li, but like Billy Sweezy, he'll be there. He if he gets hit once, I'm happy. That's that's the low expectation I'm going in with. I also but realistically, I hope that they're gonna play up to the occasion, but we're also in Cleveland. Yeah. The game I think that game will be close. I I'm scared for the game after yeah i i almost feel like the boys are going to give their full effort in that classic and then they're going to play cleveland the matinee game next day if cleveland loses cleveland's gonna be pissed i'd be pissed. they're gonna be in front of their home fans and i expect something disastrous quite frankly given what we've seen thus far um after we beat a team and then go to their home arena it's usually a blowout um, I don't want to talk about Hartford. We we <laughs> we took a we took a couple of weeks off the podcast for a reason, and it's because we were there for the A two thrashing. It was rough, guys. It was really rough. Yeah, uh, it was something we were looking very forward to, and ended up being the worst loss in Wilkes Barre's grand history. Uh, and we were there. We didn't leave. We didn't leave. We were there in full support. But uh, 
if that happens at home, I'd leave. But. It, it was brutal, to say the least. But I, I'm kind of with you. I expect the boys to show up, play out, get a good result in the classic. I think it's gonna be a great experience, regardless. Two points. That's all I want from the weekend, and we but, need it. No, two two points. If two points is fine by me, if we get it two overtimes and we give up those two points, but we still get two, then. It is what it is. I'd rather get the two and then get that win in there and get get some more points. But true, you don't. We, we can't predict that. And at this point, we're we're almost reaching the point in the season where it's like, oh, okay, we need to win pretty much every game uh, if we want a realistic shot or like a a decent seed going to playoffs. And it's going to be really interesting. And I hope this occasion, uh, just in general, is enough to kind of lift their spirits. Be that kind of catalyst towards a better end of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Very hopeful. We'll see what's up. Um, also, we're going to try and do a podcast today to the classic. That is kind of our like incentive with having this conversation today. Um, we know we've been a little bit distant about podcasts. Like I said, uh, we had a bit of a shock moment in Hartford that derailed confidence for a little while. We've both been busy, um, but we were happy to be back and we're going to be free enough this week that we're going to have enough info to talk about. We're going to put some great podcasts together. Uh, we're going to be releasing our awards show this week as well. And then basically just all news leading up to the classic. So, yeah, well, let's hope for something. Fingers crossed. Let's hope. Let's hope for something. That's the best we can do at this point. You're right. With that being said, up the pens. Have a great day, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, we'll see you soon. Good.